Well, hello everybody, and welcome to what is referred to, in my eyes right now anyway, as a Wintag Unexpected episode. And when I say unexpected, it's because I didn't work out the timings properly about our trip, and thought we would only be missing two shows. And because, um, basically, I've made you a promise of only missing two shows, we decided to make this show so that you don't miss three shows. So, Which means that you're coming into this even less prepared yes, than you, you normally are. <laughs> so it's not your, obviously, it's not your standard Wintag show. Mm-hmm. There'll be... Um, With your hours of preparation and research yeah, yeah. and, you know, a research team behind you. Exactly. That we, you know, that you usually have. Yeah, it's done on the handheld. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, we could still do a normal Reddit corner if you wanted. We, we could. We could. Um, but I believe, we're go- well, we, we could just talk about the paranormal for a bit, can we, really? Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to keep it. It's probably, arguably, this will be the most paranormal episode of We Need to Talk About Ghosts that's ever happened. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because there's very little chance of us going off track, especially given that we've not got a firm agenda. We haven't got an agenda, but you did say, when we were speaking earlier, and I said we have to do some recording later, you did say that you have a ghost story from a colleague. I do have a ghost story from a colleague, yeah. Do you want to share that? So I was... Um, yeah. So I, I messed up with a couple of colleagues the other day, and as you do, you're chatting away, and because um, I'd already mentioned to somebody about you know the podcast, yeah. you doing the podcast, and the whole Kev Becker and the neighbor's cat. Um, and one of my other colleagues mentioned this, so one of the colleagues was like, "Oh, what's this about the podcast?" And I said, "Oh, you know, partner Kev got this podcast." Da, 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 da. I'm telling him all about it, and he said, "Oh, oh, right, that's really interesting." He says, "I've seen a ghost." I'm like, oh, that's okay. Interesting. He says, I was absolutely not a believer. Never entertained anything like this at all. Not mm. a believer. He said, but I have seen a ghost. So and this, okay. and to, to, to establish, this guy owns his own business, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So like, he's, you know, it's it's not like a drunk in the street is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, he's really respectable. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's, in, like, it's not like somebody's just like you've bumped into someone in a pub and goes, that's a Hugo story. Yeah, no, he's very like reliable, like, yeah, like a, yeah, a very high functioning well professional. Yeah. Sort of thing. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, industry leading professional, mm-hmm. yes. Um, yeah, so he says, yeah, no, I've, I've seen a ghost. He said, um, he said, so he used to um, run this venue, which is like an old castle, which has been revamped, you know, as a lot of them now are, and it was like hotels yeah. and kind of other. You know, they did events and things there. Like Bottle Wooden. Exactly like Bottle Wooden, yes. Right. It wasn't Bottle Wooden, but exactly like yeah. Bottle Wooden. In fact, do you want to know where it was? Are you allowed to say? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, I think it's in the UK. It's a castle. Seeing as we're the only ones with castles. And France. We're not the only ones with and castles. Spain. But yes, it was Lumley Castle. Okay. I don't know where that is. Yeah, I don't know where that is. But um, in fact, let's look at where it is. Durham. There you go. It is. Da-dum, da-dum, okay. Da-dum. Um, yeah, so Lonely Castle. Um, so he's running this venue, and one night overnight, the fire alarm goes off, right? So obviously he's up like a shark, uh, like a shark, yeah. um, like checking everything. Like cameras are fine, all security systems seem all right, everything still seems locked. Da-da-da. So he goes flying downstairs, you know, trying to get this alarm off. Um, or was it security? I think it was the security alarm actually. Yeah, yeah, not the fire alarm, sorry, the security alarm. But everything else seems fine, everything seems locked up, mm-hmm. everything seems safe. Um, flying down these um, old 
stone, you know, like in um in like the square. So not quite a turret because it was square, but you know, on the corner of a castle, you get sometimes like a square protruding further out. Yeah, like that's so that's where he was up there. She comes flying down these stairs, like like round stairs, like spiral staircase. Yeah. Um, as he gets to the bottom, sat against the wall, facing at the end of the stairs, is a ghost, like this woman. He says he said back that, to the wall or facing the wall. With her back to the... So he comes down and he's facing the wall and there's a woman sat against the wall, like, looking, looking towards him. him. Yeah. On, on a real chair or a ghost chair? Or do we not know? I don't know. Okay. Um, And he says he says it was exactly how, like, you would imagine a ghost to be described. He said it was, like, opaque, like, kind of smoky. Wow. Like, wearing a kind of shroud thing, like, all in grey. Wow. He said and she was there. He's like, she was absolutely there, like, as, as real as I can... As I can tell you, like she, yeah. you know, she, she was there. I saw her, like this older woman. Did it. Um, he said, and like after kind of a, a moment of of seeing it, um, she got up and walked through the wall, and that was it. She was gone. So she, not like she just dissipated. She, she yeah, literally she stood up and, up and walked through the wall. Yeah, and he was like, I was absolutely not a believer, like not you know into that kind of thing at all. He said, but I, I have seen a ghost. Well, interestingly, I mean, that is a great story, fascinating, and from a reliable source. Because I imagine then he didn't say, and I've seen another, and I've seen another. No. Do you know no, what I mean? No, yeah. um, and a fascinating, terrifying story, really, because I pictured that far too well. <laughs> but, um, interestingly, and this proves why, you know that ghost book you got me, that I had in my youth? Mm. That, um... Oh, Osborne's. Osborne's Book of Ghosts. Yeah. Right, this is why that is such a good fucking book for any child who's into the paranormal. Mm. Because, and everyone knows what I'm going to say, yeah. Now, on some of the back pages of it, it says, like, there's, like, a little section on, like, what a ghost hunter could use for equipment. And one of the things which is now turned into a meme, which is annoying, because it's a photo from that book, and it's very disrespectful. And it's, it's used as a meme to go, like, oh, well, that proves everything then. And it's like, fuck off. But it says, why do ghosts pass through walls? Mm. And it says, when you often look at old places, like castles, you will find that, Historically, there would have been a door there. Yeah. Um, yeah, things have been like other walls have been put up, maybe where there yeah. wasn't something, or like one room's been made into two now. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to know if he knew mm. next time. You, next time there's a little conversation with him, <laughs> um, bring it back up. Sorry, just going back to that ghost story. No, but seriously, bring it back up with him and say, out of interest, would you have any idea if there was a door there? Because why? Oh, well, yeah, going back to that ghost story. So did you, did you happen to see the blueprints for no, three hundred years previously? But you've literally just said he was in charge of like renovating mm. and like, you know built, turning it round to be a mm. venue for weddings and mm. stuff. So he might be like, actually, fucking hell, yeah, we mm. bricked up a wall there because we wanted it to be a room for whatever. Do you know what I mean? You never know. Yeah, I don't think that's the case, but um And I also Yeah, don't no, think I'll definitely ever bring ask. I'll definitely but isn't it interesting though that you've had two really good ghost stories? So I like that ghost story. Um from colleagues from just going, Oh, my partner does a podcast. I've got yeah. a ghost Yeah, are you thinking of the first one being the, the security guy? Yeah, the, the yeah. security guy. I don't know whether that was up for Patreons only. Actually, do should we share that? No, I don't think it was. I think we or did we share that. People, yeah. Um but that was fucking I've, terrifying. Because one. one book I always thought of yours that was quite good, um was one the book of mine book of yours yeah. yeah was that it happened to me and it was ghost sales from a oh, liverpool, from cabbie. liverpool cabbie yeah. yeah because that seems to me like a, having 
you know, done this now. That seems to me like a really authentic way of getting stories from people. Because, like, literally when I say to people, like, oh, my partner's a podcaster, da, 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 like, he's got this ghost, like, and they always say, what's the podcast on? Paranormal, like, ghosts, da, da, da. Yeah. Um, that's, like, it prompts it. I never ask people, have you seen a ghost? Or, yeah, yeah. You know, you're never probing. They always just come to you with it. They're always like, yeah. oh, I've seen a ghost, or my mum had this, or... We had a paranormal experience once, or I saw a house that was haunted. There's always people volunteer that information yeah. to you, and they know what you do. It's like that's how we went. I went to Max Spielman to get something printed out, and the guy was like, "Oh, this is haunted." Because oh, yeah, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I just I think it's a really interesting way of doing it. Which is I I said this to you years ago about walking up sh- and down Bowl Street, just saying. Yeah, I was just having a little stall set out in the city centre, saying, "Tell like, me your ghost stories." Yeah, like yeah, we you um, battered. You wouldn't. Hey, I do just, like the idea of going saying, into Bow Street stores and saying, "Is this place haunted?" And would you be willing to be going? But that's on, it. But that's it. you prompting people. That's you asking them, and As people about, get a bit yeah. nervous about that. You kind of need to be saying, "You know, we do a ghost podcast. Have you seen a ghost?" Or you know, we do a podcast. Ghost You know, yeah. have I, you I, experienced? I, in uh, all honesty, genuinely, for the Halloween special, I was genuinely thinking of. Us taking this recorder and going down up and down Bowl Street to every shop and saying, bit weird, but, and would, you know, do you have anything would you be willing to go on? I know what you mean. In our experience, though, you have to admit this, going into people's place of work is not the one they don't, like, we've got a couple of good results from it, but more often than not, they're a bit cautious, they're a bit cagey, yeah. they don't really know what they can say. Um, do you remember, there was one guy in a pub and he got really nervous, didn't we? And we were yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Brief, and I could tell he was nervous, so I was like, okay, listen, let me tell you like how this will go, and you know, yeah. this is what this we'll ask Wales, you. Isn't it? Yeah, and he kind of, I was like, you know, we'll ask you this, we'll ask you that. Yeah, and he you just getting told someone else, didn't he? I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think he, he, was, he suddenly got like, you know, as if you were like filming him, or as if he was like yeah. going to be on live TV, and you'd be like, yeah. no, it's just our little podcast. Well, maybe <laughs> like, it was him like thinking, I have, but I don't want to, I don't want, you know, I don't, because a lot of people don't want to be associated with it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know I mean? And also, like, people are working, you know what I mean? Like, you have to get back to the bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, was, but also, like, it's like, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like, where's John? Why is he yeah. serving customers? <laughs> yeah, oh, he's getting like, interviewed about ghosts. Awesome rounds in the back talking about yeah. ghosts, yeah. With us. So but, I think letting people come to you is the best one. Yeah, no, it's an interesting one, because I remember, right, me and my mate Mark, we were in his house, which was a new-build house, but it was on old land. Anyway, we were in his house, and we were downstairs, and Mark is in and out with his paranormal beliefs. Largely in when I'm there. Anyway, and we were downstairs and we were talking about stuff and like watching stuff on YouTube. I am going back maybe 15 years. Hmm. Um, so we were like watching videos on YouTube and talking about them and saying whether we thought they were fake or not. And it, start, it was like this time of day, which is about like say two, three in the afternoon. But his family were on holiday and he had the house himself. And it started, before we knew it, we were drinking and stuff, and it was getting it was dark outside, and we hadn't turned the lights on. You know, the room was only lit up by the laptop mm. that we had on the couch, and we sat there still looking at this, and we was freaking each other out. And from upstairs, right, we heard this noise, and the noise was um, a digital violin, right, 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 like play, going like, okay. Right, mm-hmm. and we both look at each other and go, "Fucking hell, was that?" Right. So anyway, Mark then says, "Like I say at this point, and it was, I was getting off anyway, <laughs> but Mark was had to then stay in this house, <laughs> and he goes, i 'I'm staying with my girlfriend's, which was Sarah at the time.' Anyway, so he goes, 
he says, ring a cab. He said, we were both ways outside. I'm not staying. And I literally, it's carrying on. <laughs> Repeating this note, this this uh, music upstairs. Mm. Neither of us are going upstairs. Right. Um, we just stood at the bottom of the stairs looking up this pitch black staircase. <laughs> um, so we go outside, lock the door, wait for the cab. And we're looking at all the windows. Can't see anything. Cab turns up anyway. And we get in the cab. And we're both like, fucking hell, both in the back of the cab. What, what, like, you know, da, da, da. And the cab goes, you lads, all right? It's like, you, you know, like, not like you look like you've seen a ghost, mm. but like, we're a bit pissed and we're saying, we're sat there talking about ghosts, right? Next thing, upstairs. And the cabbie goes, no, really? He goes, hey, he says, sell you are. And this always sticks with me, right? In Heighton, where I lived at the time, in my dad's, and where my mate Mark lives, there is a really old pub called well it's now it's now Weatherspoons, but it was called the Rose and Crown. And it was there was used to be a tunnel, a priest's tunnel, it's that old. There used to be a priest's tunnel that went under it. And it came out where the fire engine station is on the other side of the road, where the old Asda used to be. Mm. Anyway. Um that's how old it is. It was like, you know, a proper old pub. But next to this old pub, there's about five or six cottages which are really small, but they're Tudor cottages. It's like one of the oldest parts of the area, mm. um, right next to St. Michael's Church, which itself, I mean, St. Michael's Church, the gate above the steps of St. Michael's Church says 1685. This is too much of a detour from what the cabbie told you. It really you is. You literally said, I'll always stick with me. And then when, before you know it, the top of these steps no, but, has got but, a gate. But, but this is that interest in this. So I'll say very quickly, St. Michael's is on a hill, right? Yeah. At the top of Highton Lane, as you know. The church was built in 1685. When they were building the nave part, underneath they found a, a baptismal font right. that had been there earlier. Yeah. So that's the one that they use still there today right. for baptisms. Really interesting. Anyway, so um, the cabbie says, he said, you know those Tudor cottages next to the Rose and Crown? So he said, yeah. He said, I picked a girl up. I picked a girl up from there the other night. He said, about one in the morning. He said, um, and she had a suitcase with her. And she was crying and she said, uh, speak, I'm going to speak. Like, speak is a place in Liverpool, by the way. She wasn't <laughs> commanding him to talk. <laughs> Say words. Yeah. Um, and he was like, you're all right, love. Do you know, like, you know, like he, he said he thought she'd been like, you know, battered or something or whatever. Yeah. So he was concerned for her. And she was like, no, I live there alone. She said, but I can't go back in there. She said, it's, things are flying around. It's like, it's haunted. Yeah. Like, there's a poltergeist in there. It's like mm. smashing stuff up and I'm not going back in there. He said, he said, and she was so genuine and sincere. Mm. Like mobile phones didn't exist. Oh, we didn't yeah. have one anyway. This girl clearly didn't. He said, it was, he said he remained silent the whole journey. And she was just sobbing. like, And, yeah. and he was like, it was, he said, honestly, he said, a proper bug shit me up. Like he said, all night, I just couldn't get hair out of my mind. Like she mm. was terrified, shaking. What's that? Did you know that? What, like a creek? Mm. It's your shoes on the floor. Yeah, it is. Fucking hell. Your own shoes? How do I know it's your shoes and you don't? I have the shoes on. Well, it's your fourth name. It was my fourth. Anyway. Um, but yeah. But yeah. But, but that's my point. Is that Anyway, sorry. To get back to the violin, it turns out... Bloody hell. It turns out that um, his dad has this, for some reason, uh, half the size of a normal violin, electric violin, that you pretend to play but push your button with your chin... And of course he, plays he does. Why? Of course he does. Why wouldn't he have that? Um, but 
We did. We still don't know why it was playing the tune. His dad reckons it was because the batteries were dying. I was going to say, was it like one battery? Well, there's this thing, no, I mean, why, why when batteries... <laughs> but no, but the thing is, the tune wasn't slow. Do you know what I mean? Let's say it was green sleeves. Mm. Um, it wasn't like going... Dun, 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 dun. It was like... Maybe to alert you to the fact it's running low. Like how when our fire alarm batteries run out, they helpfully give you a beep every 40 seconds. Yeah, but I don't think... With no respite until I, I, I don't think that's a... a a needed feature for a false violin. And we'll let you know when it's still running run on batteries by playing green sleeves. <laughs> it's it out. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, you know, it's an interesting thing. It's kind of harking to the idea of, like I say, we'd spent about four or five or six hours looking at the paranormal or the mm. alleged paranormal and discussing it. Yeah. And I do have this belief that the more that you hype yourself up into a frenzy almost, almost like a folly of you, mm. you can create, you know, something to take place. I don't think you can create something to take place, obviously, but I, I certainly think you can think you see more than you do when you're in that mm. state. Because, you know, suddenly every little movement, every little creak, you're on high alert for. Well, this gets me back to what my mum used to say, and it really bothers me that I can't ask her to say what she meant. Because what, when cause my mum got me into the paranormal, um, which I've spoken about before, but one of the things she used to say was, well, she said two things. One, never be afraid of the dead, it's the living that can hurt you. Mm-hmm. Which is a weird thing to say because it implies the dead are there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But two, she would say, if you want to see a ghost, you'll see a ghost. Mm. And to this day, I don't know whether she meant just what you've said. If you get yourself so... If you want to see a ghost that badly, everything becomes a ghost. Yeah, you convince yourself. Do you yeah. know? Or, mm. if you really want to see one, one will appear to you. Because interestingly, interestingly, thinking about it now... I've been, just not long after my mum died, and we did have this paranormal connection when she was alive, about like an inter- a joint interest. There was a point where I was sat in her and my dad's bedroom, sat on the bed, looking at a picture of her. And by the way, that's one of the most common blag things of psychics, when they say, do you hold a picture of her and look at her? Everyone does. So when someone says that, they probably haven't made contact. Anyway... So I was looking at a picture of her and I was sat on the bed and I got this feeling, right? The weirdest feeling, I got this feeling that if I wanted to and I was open to it, Mm. I could turn around and she'd be behind me. Right. But I didn't want to because I was a little bit scared. And I actually vocally said, not now, please, mum. Right. Right, and I'm not saying the feeling subsided because it didn't. I was just still scared. Mm. But when I turned around, she wasn't there. But I got the a genuine feeling that if I if and I thought about it at the time, if you want to see a ghost, you see a ghost. Mm. And I remember thinking, do I? You know, will right. I get anything from this? Yeah. And I remember thinking, no, I'll get absolute fear. I won't be like, oh, there is. Why life didn't after you death. want to? If you know, for someone who's interested in it and is presumably always looking for proof why why didn't you want to because at this, at, at, i'd read i mean the knowledge that i've got about the paranormal now yes i know more than i did then but i knew a hell of a lot then do you know what i mean i was mm. into it like so even yeah. at 16 i was into it so my point being is that i also knew that the demonic will appear as passed on loved ones do you know what i mean so and also I wouldn't, what I was, part of me was thinking, you wouldn't be scared. Do you know what I mean? You'd feel love or something. There'd be no element of fear in you if it was your mum. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? It, oh, so you mean so you thought it wasn't? So I thought, but, but you know, yeah. One, the I fact that you were scared it, made you think it wasn't think it, actually. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't actually be it. Right. Yeah. Okay. But it was a weird. It was just a, a very, a very strange thing. And again, but like I've spoken about, it, it could all be. Well, it is all in the brain, I think. But doesn't mean you're not witnessing a ghost. But like I talk about um, Ian from the Parapod, mm. and he's he's a he's absolute skeptic to the core, as everyone knows. But he says he was writing a biography about Les Dawson. Late at night, like one lamp light on, two in the morning, writing away. And he was so engrossed in the life of Les Dawson, um, he felt his presence in the room. You know, and it was a combination of him being tired, of being late, him being so engrossed in knowing everything about this man's life. Mm. He genuinely felt like he was in the room with him. And he says, he, he like he will go on record and say, it was weird, it was bizarre, it was a sensation. Mm. Do I think it's paranormal? No. I think mm. it's because I was tired. I was in this man's life. Yeah. In my head. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I like... mean, that's that's a, a, a good point that I think needs to be made, that when people say, like, oh, I felt this sensation, or I had this feeling, da, 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 any sensations or feelings aren't always from an external source that can come from inwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not that... Uh, like, people act almost quite, like, passive about it, as if, like, you know, they were just there and this thing came to them, rather than that they've created they've this created feeling. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, like we said earlier, I, to, this morning, Becca asked me to do something, to simply put the bins out. And when I'd done so, I was convinced, as I was putting one bag in the bin, that I'd left both doors open, meaning the cat could get out. And the fear that went through me, like, was almost, it, it was, you know, I couldn't even describe it, like, blind panic. Mm. And I hadn't let I'd shut one of those as I should, but my point is, there was no causal effect to that other than a thought. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'd I'd, yeah. I'd put myself into a blind panic with a thought. Yes. Yeah. A false thought. With that. a false thought, exactly. Yeah. So if you can do that with mm. something as stupid as shutting a door. Yeah. Imagine being so het up on ghost stories and the like, mm. and like I've just done. Then there was a creak, and I was like, "What's that?" Yeah. Exactly. And you're like, yeah. It's your foot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah, and it must be that common that even I recognise, it's not even my foot, but I recognise yeah. it as being your foot. And again, and this all ties back into why you won't allow me to have a Ouija board. Yeah. Because, okay. you know. You're just too too suggestible. It would be an absolute disaster. It will be a disaster. It will be a disaster. Because I obviously do not believe for a second that if you brought a Ouija board in here, you would unleash a demon. I just don't think that's the case. I do think you might think you'd unleash a demon. Yeah. And that would be just as problematic Oh, yeah. As actually releasing a demon. Well, yeah, but the, the thing, well, without getting too um, philosophical about the matter, is I don't know your real. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Getting all Descartes <laughs> on it, like, but I don't. Mm. For all I know, right now, I'm in my dad's in the loft, and my dad's downstairs talking to a doctor and mm. saying, "Listen to him now. He thinks he's in some house." Do you know what I mean? No, maybe you still live here. Just I'm not here as well. Maybe that's why our listeners are always so kind and lovely because they they know that when you think you're talking to someone. So this, so right now, this is just silence. Yeah, this is just silence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they chat away. Yeah, and they're like, oh, you know, oh, like that's the night. No, let's you know, let's, humor, let's humor him. him. Yeah, hi, Kev and Becca. Yeah, and oh, the neighbor's yeah, cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't. That's like a proper <laughs> horror movie. A proper horror movie. <laughs> Yeah, and, they're just, and they're just being dead nice to you. Because to a man, every listener we've ever spoken to has been lovely. So I know, yeah, it's a good point, yeah. yeah, fuck. 
I am a bit scared. I was like, oh, I don't know how something. I don't know. I don't know what to do now. All right, here's proof. Proof is in the pudding. Literally yeah. earlier, I bought you a cake. You know you didn't buy a cake, but now you have a cake. So that's how you know I'm but real. Again, I watched you. I didn't watch you buy a cake. You bought a cake. You showed me the cake. I didn't yeah. touch the cake. You. That's what I mean. So proof is in the pudding. You've now got a cake in the kitchen. Yeah, but I think that's what I mean. It's like. Uh, yeah, but you, if you eat the cake, I mean, eating is like a physical sensation, so you'd know if you physically see, feel, smell, taste, and swallow that cake, then you know it's a real cake. Yeah, but what, in, what I mean, and I agree, what is interesting is every single sense you've just discussed, or described, sorry, um, or mentioned even, can be fooled by your brain. Your brain can be fooled into thinking you've had all of those experiences. Mm, okay. And you know, and I'm not saying. All right, then. I was only trying to help, but you know. no, 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 no. If you're going to dismiss me, I'll uh, go off in a puff of dust. But you know, it is like a, a always, like you know, in terms of like not gullibility, but in terms of like you know, even when you see something, because I I would have assumed when I saw this, and this surprised me how how rational I was. Mm. It was um, stood when we moved into this house first. I was stood in the back uh, kitchen. And I looked out of the window to the back kitchen mm. at the shed. And there was a man stood in the shed, right? Mm. And I was like, oh my... Oh no, it's like, wasn't the man stood in the shed? Oh no, there was a man behind me, right? Yes. I, but I yeah. could see the reflection of it in the shed window. Yeah. I could see me and I could see reflection of a man stood behind me. Yeah. And I literally dropped the cup in the sink mm. and turned around. And he was actually outside through the front window on the road, but he'd reflected right through through the window onto the shed window and back at me. Yeah, I've had the same thing. When we first moved, I saw the same thing and, and came, like the same conclusion, but it definitely did look... I think to me it looked like, I, I don't know, it must be a different angle, but it looked like there was a man in our garden. And I was like, oh my God, there's a man in the garden. Yeah. And then it wasn't. It was just, as you say, there were like three layers of windows reflecting off each other. And Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what, you know what did happen yesterday? Just yesterday. And... It played on my mind a bit, and you and you're obviously you're obviously going to say, sure. "Well, it is." <laughs> but yeah, no, but it's played on my mind a bit, um, and you're going to say, "Sure, but fuck off" or whatever else. But that doesn't pick me in a nice light. It doesn't, does it? But we go to bed at different times, mm-hmm. right? I normally go to bed between one and two, um, sometimes a bit later. Anyway, I take my phone charger into the back bedroom. Because, well, well, why? Obviously, because I like to swing it round and I present them a cowboy so, to charge my phone. So, obviously. So, then I turn off everything in the back bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. And then I turn my torch on on my phone. Okay. And then I go to the bathroom, uh, turn the lights on there, and then do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Turn the bathroom lights off, turn the torch back on on my phone, yeah. go to bed, plug the charger in, plug the phone in, mm-hmm. turn the phone, turn the torch off, go to bed. Right. Anyway. I come last night. I come out of the bedroom, turn everything off, phone on, mm-hmm. um, torch on, go into the bathroom, light yeah. on, do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Come out of there, torch on, back to the bedroom, sit down, and realize I've left the charger in the back bedroom. Okay, right. So I go, oh, for fuck's sake. So with the torch of the phone, mm-hmm. I just walk into the bed, back bedroom, unplug the phone charger, spin round, and walk out. Now, as I'm walking into our bedroom, mm. I'm replaying something in my brain says is saying, "What the fuck was that?" 
Right. Right. Now, I didn't go back and check because I thought you just, you know, you're tired, it's dark, your eyesight's shit. Well, you sure hope it wasn't an axe murderer? No. No, but my point is, I was tired, my eyesight's shit, it was pitch dark, but something went, what the fuck was that? And as I spun round in that back bedroom, mm. it appeared, just from a very quick, like, 0.3 second glance, yeah. um, that there was something about, like, a foot tall stood in the corner of that room. Which corner? By where the um, the mirror is. And I know that it's a full-length mirror, so it could mm. have been me. Yeah. But it seemed to be out. Right. You know, like, like a physical thing. And you know what the weird thing was? It seemed bent at the waist, like the more I think about it. Right. Like, like it was stood there, like, um, like perfectly, like it, like, like it's, um, its waist would have been right in the middle of the height of its, of its, as a being, right? And it was bent at that waist. Right. How far bent? Like, good question. Um, like, uh, oh, God, I don't know about degrees. So it was about maybe a foot, that the head part will be about a foot to two feet away from the wall. Then it came into the wall and then it was the same length out to the feet. That's the same shape as the lamp. The lamp's in the other corner. Yeah, I know, but as you say, it's the mirror. But the mirror faces out towards the other side. But isn't there also another mirror on top of the brown little mini... Also, the lamp is, is a foot high. No, it's on something, isn't it? So it's high. No, it's on the floor. The lamp's on the floor? The lamp's on the floor. So the lamp is up. So why, what use is it on the floor? Because it, I, I don't like it being too bright, so I've put it on the floor and aim it towards the wall. Weirdo. Well, there you go. Okay. So what I'm thinking is, the lamp reflected in the... Bir- so basically, we've got... We're a m- we've mirrored, mirrored wardrobes, wardrobes yeah. right? And it's that corner that you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. But also on that is a long, kind of taller mirror, but the, the type that you would put on a wall, but we haven't yeah. put it on the wall because we're bone idle. And it's just on top but that's of a, facing the door. A unit. Yeah. So if you if you're stood in the doorway of the back bedroom, to the left of the mirrored wardrobes that face outwards, right ahead of you, you're looking in that length mirror, that full length mirror. Yeah. The one that's um, on top of a unit. Yeah, and the room extends out to the right. Now the mm. plug socket I'm talking about is you have to go into the room towards the window, unplug it, and then yeah. walk back out. And it's as I've walked back out and walked into our room. I've thought something has, something really tall and in a weird like L shape mm. has been physically there. So it's been, just to make sure I know the corner that you mean, you mean the corner where the mirrored wardrobe is, but the side closest to next door. So like where yes. the cat's bed is that she doesn't exactly. use. There. Exactly. Okay. And, the only, and this is, gets back to why I should never be allowed a Ouija board. You know, the thing that's concerning me mm. is the number of books I've bought that are darker than any books that I've bought in the past. Right. Right. So, for example, this book on angels, that's like... Can't be dark. It's all about angels. Yeah. But, you know, uh, angel, uh, literally a dictionary of angels, including the fallen angels, is what its full title is. is. Literally behind me is the book of black magic and ceremonial magic. I mean, yeah, that one I've got no answer for. Um, the others that I bought, well, one of the others was, that I bought was Satan's Mistress. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I don't know. And the whole thing is, the worrying part is, they're all second-hand books. Mm. You know. 
Um, doesn't mean the previous owner is dead. Doesn't mean the previous <laughs> owner is dead. But my point being is, who, as I say, the book that we're hold, you're holding now, the Angel Book, mm. uh, we've established was published in 1980. It was $20. It's an American book. There's no UK price on it. Mm. It was purchased for twenty dollars, which worked out during the Patreon show is about seventy five dollars now. Mm-hmm. So somebody with an interest in the the occult basically has bought that book. Yeah. Somebody with an interest in the occult has bought that ceremonial black magic book, mm-hmm. and then then sold it. Right. Or just given it away. Well, I bought it off eBay, so. Well, I didn't buy the Angel book off either. No, but I mean, it can, books can go through many hands. It's not necessarily second hand. It could be 18th hand by now. Well, yeah, yeah, it's a good point. I'm just hoping that, you know. You know, in the same way that, like, yeah, for example, when we went to that hotel in Anglesey, that was where I picked up a load of recordings of Bangins and it was meant to be haunted. Mm. And I was so freaked out that I opened the Bible and left it open overnight because yeah. that's what you're meant to do. Yeah. Because that will protect you from evil spirits, allegedly. Right. Mm-hmm. My wondering is, I wonder if opening and leaving open a book such as fucking Edward, um, Arthur Edward Waite's Book of Black Magic, if you leave that open, mm-hmm. there's something, whereas the Bible protects you, there's something from that go, I'm going to walk around your house for a bit and see what it's like. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if it does, it's not that evil. <laughs> I'm going to walk around your house for a bit and see what it's like. Just have a quick look in this corner. Best pause, he's getting the plug. (laughs) Just look like an L. Anyway. Yeah, quick, just get into the same position as that lamp. (laughs) Disguise yourself, camouflage. Shit, the lamp's only a foot and I'm seven foot. I don't know what to do. Oh, he's gone. So anyway, anyway, this has just been a little bonus episode for you guys because Mm -hmm. I'm a tit and I forgot that I couldn't work out actual dates. So um, I hope it was background noise anyway. Anything you want to add? Um, no, just wish us luck, wish Kev luck, because he thinks he's released some demons, and wish me luck, because I've got to live with Kev, who thinks he's released some demons. So. Yes, exactly, and the, the day you're hearing this is the day we arrive back in the UK, so Ooh, that's fun. Um, next week, normal service resumes, so there okay. you go. Very good. Okay. Tatty bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye.